This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. McDowell Specialty Repair, Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle & Cook Mortgage, LLC. And Summer's Funeral Home, every life leaves a legacy. And now, here's your host for Game Plan for Life, Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Well, today we've got a very special guest on our show, a man that's uh, very familiar to a lot of Boiseans and in the area, Treasure Valley, um, Jim Kreiner. Jim was, a co- of course, the coach at Boise State, I believe from, what was it, 1976 to 82? Yes, that's exactly yeah. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got quite a story to tell, you know, from the coaching perspective, but also he coached football over in Europe and been, been uh, leading a, a, a leadership and teaching class for, for uh, those interested in, in all parts of the world. And then he went to West Yellowstone in a fly shop. Sounds like a great way to finish a career. But we'll have Jim share that. So first of all, Jim, welcome to Game Plan for Life. Well, thank you very much, Skip. It's good to hook up with you again. Yep. You know, it's uh, it's a small world we're in as far as football is concerned. But <laughs> right. I, I really look forward to this since I made contact with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Two, two former Boise State coaches. Uh, I coached for 30 years, not just at Boise State, six years here. Jim coached for 44 years yes. in, in the mm-hmm. football world. And uh, so he's got great experience, and uh, we're delighted to have him come in today and, and, and share. So, Jim, first of all, I'd like for you to kind of go back and share about where you grew up and kind of move us through the stages of your life and up into uh, where you are now. Okay, you know, we, um, the whole family, six kids and yep. my mom and dad grew up in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> we came, dad brought the family west when the war was on. And uh, after the war, we then went back to Arkansas and, and uh, I think spent another four or five years before we finally came west and ended up in Coachella, California. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> all of the kids were able to graduate from the high school there. Mm-hmm. And we went through the elementary school, of course. And uh, then from there, we, we uh, moved into Bakersfield. And then finally to Tulare, where my dad was still working for the right. same company. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, I, I went to uh, college at Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, I was redshirting the year that the school had a plane crash mm. and killed half the football team. Oh, wow. And uh, <clears throat> so I got, I was lucky. I, did, I wasn't on the plane. I was redshirting. Right. And so I then transferred down to Cal Poly at Pomona, and uh, that way I could keep all of my academic work mm-hmm. in, in progress. Yeah. And uh, went from there to uh, coaching. Yeah. High school five years, and then mm-hmm. into uh, 
uh, college football. And my first right. job was at Utah. Utah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, moved on from there. When And it was one of those experiences that, you know, I could never get enough of. Yeah. You know, and once you're hooked, you're hooked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And my, my I, I was lucky. I had a uh, I still have a wonderful wife, Anne, mm-hmm. you know, who is also from the Coachella Valley. So Coachella really? was good to me. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, we we I continued to coach and made the right moves that that ended up getting me a head job here in Boise. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. I I stay I was here for seven years and right. uh, when when I moved uh, I ended up in NFL EL Europe mm-hmm. and uh, before we go to that let's yeah. let's just uh, bring one point out in 1980 uh, Coach Kreiner led the Broncos to the national championship and and obviously that. A national championship anywhere, anytime is is a very special thing. So, I'm sure you still stay in touch with some of those players. Well, I really do, and and that's part of what brought me back to Boise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always felt like this would be home, and I've got a lot of family that followed me when I came here, yeah. and uh, they're still here. Yep. And yep. Uh, the the thing that w- was really special is that from the very first time that i got back in town i've been in touch with a lot of the players mm-hmm. and uh so we have a uh, a very good relationship and they've forgiven me for yelling at them <laughs> <laughs> kept them going yeah, well it was it was fun those those years especially the four right in the middle there where mm-hmm. where we had those great teams yep. you know was really special and and uh, uh in fact since coming here, uh, I had a contact from some of the players, and I'm I, every week I write an article about our experiences, mm. me and the players, and and it goes out to the players. Oh wow, that's that's fantastic. Well, it's a great way to stay oh, in contact. It is, it is. Yeah. yeah, and I do the same thing. I mean, I've still <laughs> got players from when I coached high school mm-hmm. back in the '60s, and you know, relationships are really the the deal. I mean, yes. All the way through the coaching experience, why it's still about relationships. Well, it really is, Skip. And, and you know, I, I agree with you really strongly in this relationship that the relationship you get with the players, you know, especially when we've been fair to them and they've been fair to mm-hmm. us, you know, are really strong. Yeah. And that that's one of the things that has always been uh, a very strong feeling I had and yeah. why I stayed in football so long. Mm. Uh, heck, if, if it wouldn't have been for this COVID thing, I'd probably still be trying to coach. <laughs> yeah, like I say, once you're hooked, you're hooked. But uh, yeah, just uh, let's see, a couple days ago, I had uh, breakfast with Chuck Pagano, who, mm-hmm. who of course, was an NFL head coach. And he I hired him here at Boise State, gave him his first job. And uh, and then Terry Hefner, who was a, one of our players, and you know those relationships are just so precious. And, well, they really are, yeah. and those are really fine young men, both of them that yeah, you yeah. that you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on now. We're talking about NFL Europe. Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. let's let's go back to that. Well, that was that was fun. You know, I I when I left Kansas City, uh, you know, I really was kind of up in the air as to what I wanted to do in terms of 
continuing to coach or mm-hmm. look for something else mm-hmm. and I still had the fire in my in my system yeah and uh, so I got a contact from I uh, got a call from a, a good friend of mine who I had worked with uh, in in uh, uh, the World League. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spent. I spent two years in Sacramento in the World League, right. and he was the GM of our team. Mm-hmm. And he now was uh, the the World League actually became NFL Europe, and so he asked me if I would take one of the eight or six teams it mm-hmm. was, and so I, I agreed, and I got I went to Scotland, and yeah. uh, that was really a great experience. Scottish people are yeah. really special, and and um, uh, so we spent uh, that period of time, seven years again, uh, in in NFL EL, mm-hmm. and we're fortunate enough to go to three World Bowls, yep. and won two of them, yep. and uh, you know it it was it was a lot of good players that all of us that were coaching in the league. Uh, and being small like that, you really got yeah. close to everybody. You know, watching them go on into the NFL, and and we had a tremendous number of players that mm-hmm. came out of the league that actually made NFL teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, again, another uh, terrific experience. So, all right, so let's take it from there. Where do we go next? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm home. Yeah. You know. But you forgot Yellowstone. West oh, Yellowstone. I did. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you how I ended up in West Yellowstone is when I was here at Boise, uh, that was my escape to go yeah, fish because yeah. aside from football, fishing has always been my other love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I happened to drive through town at a very unusual time, as it turned out, because I was still kind of trying to decide where I wanted to stay in NFL EL or uh, get out. Yeah. And my wife was very, very generous. She was willing to do anything I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And my old fly shop, Bud the Lid Strat Shop, mm-hmm. was, uh, had gone bankrupt. And so I was able to get control of, of the shop, and uh, uh, it turned out to just be a wonderful experience and even allowed me to go back to NFL EL mm-hmm. during the wintertime. Okay. And so I ran the shop in the summer, hired somebody to handle the catalog business while I was in Europe, right. and uh, continued to coach for, I guess it was three, maybe four more mm-hmm. years. And uh, then by that time, I was ready to just fish in my backyard because when we were there, we were lucky enough to buy a six-acre lot on a 24-acre pond Mm. with a blue ribbon trout stream going through it. Oh, (laughs) wow. Can't beat that if you love to fish. Well, I know Bud Lilly uh, Fly Shop was worldwide known, right? It was. People came in from from all areas and and other countries. And and speaking of other countries, you were telling me earlier that you had been in how many countries? I had an opportunity when I was – uh, doing the the coaching and and uh, after leaving Kansas City to uh, start a business 
uh, an Amer- teaching American mm-hmm. football in in the world. Right. And uh, friends of mine in the NFL helped me get that position. Mm-hmm. And so my wife and I, she got to go with me. Mm-hmm. And we've been, we actually had a chance to teach football in 27 different countries. Wow. And the last uh, country that we spent time with was <clears throat> in uh, China. Mm-hmm. And uh, we spent three years uh, teaching. Uh, we were there about three months of the year mm-hmm. teaching football. And uh, that I was still scheduled to go there in uh, 79. And that's when the COVID started. Yeah. And, of course, that's the rumor that where it came from. And yeah. so I figured maybe that's time to retire yeah 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 wow well what great memories you have and experiences and you know we've talked about you know the the relationship building and how important that is in in the world of football so to speak but what else was important to you jim that you learned through all the years that you coached well exactly what you said skip it's relationships you know um the relationships not only with with uh uh, coaches that worked for me mm-hmm. uh, and coaches that helped me in, in the business. Uh, right. You know, I was lucky enough when I was in college, my, my senior year, uh, I had a good relationship with my coaches mm-hmm. and they were they did everything they could to help prepare me as a coach. Right. And my senior year, a guy walked into the his to the head coach's office mm-hmm. and said, I just took the job at Charter Oak High School, and I'm looking for a young man that I mm. don't have to pay a lot of money to because right. I don't have yeah, much. Right. And they, the guy's name was Jim Hannafin, and he, sure. a world, he was a uh, All-American at Cal Berkeley, yep. Yep. played in the NFL. <clears throat> anyway, he came, and, and I, I had a basketball team in the intramural program, mm-hmm. and we didn't play much basketball. We just had contact yeah, and so yeah. jim liked what he saw and when it was over with we we talked and he offered me the job mm. right then and there so i never even prepared a resume and i was coaching that was the start of it yeah. <laughs> and yeah. i've met a lot of people like that yeah. and it's meeting people that is is probably the most rewarding of anything you can do not only you know not only my players but but uh, I coached at use at BYU for Lavelle Edwards. Uh-huh. I coached at U- University of Utah for Mike Giddings. Right. I coached at Cal Berkeley for Ray Wilsey, mm-hmm. and they were all very, very special yeah. friends. Yeah. And and uh, you know, so I think that the relationships that you meet and have an opportunity to work with is the other thing that I got out of being a football coach. Yeah, yeah, so so true. Well, one of the things that I stress and and uh, talk a lot about on on our program is mentoring. How important mentors are in our lives. You know, we've had, we've been mentored. Like you mentioned, some of the people you'd worked with, worked for, but we also mentor. So it's it's a two way deal. You know, we get mentored, but we also mentor others. And uh, can you speak to that a bit about your your feelings on mentoring? Well, Skip, I, I, I'm I'm 100 percent with you. I, mm-hmm. I think it's and it's, that's the thing I've always heard about you. And I'm I'm glad we had this opportunity mm-hmm. to to spend together, having both coached at the university yeah and what brought me back here <clears throat> is that we always felt like this was home yeah Ann and i and uh 
So when we knew that that it was time for us to get out of coaching, Mm -hmm. this was the only place we considered, you know, moving to. And from the time that I got back into town, you know, I've had the opportunity to reacquaint with my ex-players. And Mm -hmm. that has just been probably the most rewarding experience I ever got out of coaching. Yeah, yeah. And you've got a son here. Yes, yes. And so now you get to go to football games. (laughs) You get to sit in the stands. (laughs) Well, not not only that, he had a couple of guys that – uh, boys that played football, yeah. and both of them just finished their career this year. So mm. we had the opportunity to be here to watch them. We had a oh, wow. grandson named Jackson over at, at uh, Rocky Mountain, yeah, and he was a defensive back there, and he's running track now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my other son was at Eastern Washington mm-hmm. and just played his last year there uh, then uh, this year and uh, got a job at Utah, and he's down there now as a GA. Oh, so wow. I'll tell you, football runs in the family. <laughs> well, it does. No the two kidding. older brothers were football coaches, too. Yeah, wow, wow. Well, that's pretty special stuff. And uh, it's interesting about Rocky Mountain. Now, that's Scott is there, right? Yes. And, Co- and Coach Kulig mm-hmm. was an assistant on my staff. Oh. That's right. So, you know, this coaching thing weaves its way through many people and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of things come of it that that are uh, are fun to watch happen. Well, that's true. You know, it really is. I've I've gotten to know Coach Kulik and Mm -hmm. really appreciate him as a coach and as a man and watching him handle the players. He's tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you got to be in in football to, you know, have keep your team disciplined and Kulik does a great job. Yeah. Well, they've that's been shown too in their success on the field. I mean, yes, that's great, true. Great success. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, my other, my second or my oldest grandson, the one that was at Eastern, yeah. played at Rocky prior uh, to going to college, mm-hmm. and uh, he was a running back, defensive back, and then ended up being an All American at Eastern. Wow. Yep. Well, like I say, football runs in the family. Uh, my son coached for 10 years and and uh, some exciting times. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So besides fishing, <laughs> what else are you going to be doing now? Well, you know, I, I have a feeling that I'm going to end up being uh, very much a grandfather. Yeah. You know, having an opportunity and looking forward to having an opportunity with my grandkids. And mm-hmm. and uh, we've got four. got two girls also. Mm-hmm. And, and the oldest girl, uh, Madison, uh, her and her husband live in Utah and uh, – Gave us a great grandbaby. Oh wow! So that's really what I'm looking forward to now. So you got four grandkids and one granddaughter, great granddaughter, great granddaughter. Yeah, that's exactly what we have: four oh, grandkids great. and one great granddaughter, about eight months old now. But uh, yeah, that's special. And you know, grandparents can make such an impact too with with their grandkids. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes just getting away from their parents for a little bit is a good thing, and you. You know, I've enjoyed going to all their games and school functions, and mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I think that's that's one of the things that grandparents can can contribute heavily as they grow up. 
No, I, I, I fully agree with you. And, I, yeah. you know, I really, I'm really looking forward just to following the university as well. Yes. You yeah. know, I, I've met the new coach. Right, Andy. Uh, yeah. And he's here. For, he's been a year. I shouldn't right. call him a new coach. But, right. Right. but I, I'm really impressed with the, with the job that he's done. Yep. And, and the other thing that I noticed, Skip, and as coaches, I think we know, notice these things real quickly, is, is his relationship with the players. Mm-hmm. He's demanding, you know, but but he he does it in the way you like to see in coaching, you yeah. know, where where he can he can scold a young man without ever raising his voice, yep. you know, just talking to him about what he's done wrong and what he needs to do mm-hmm. right. And I watched him, and when I went to practice, I watched him this that particular weekend with recruits. Yeah, and he thought he, I thought he did an outstanding job with those recruits after mm-hmm. practice, mm-hmm. where he kind of pointed out several things about the university as well as the football team. Mm-hmm. And to me, those young men have got to be standing there thinking, "I'd like to play for this guy." Yeah, yeah. Andy's been on the on my show, and you can always catch him on on the podcast. For game plan for life, and and I agree. I think he's uh, he's a good mix of being firm but fair. Yes, yes. And and uh, he's got a, a great football background. Of course, uh, came as or came back from the defensive coordinator at Oregon, so he learned some things at Oregon. I'm sure that were good. And uh, actually, uh, Saturday today. Um, they're starting their spring ball, so yes. away they go. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I go to practice once in a while and watch them. And I'm sure you'll you'll do the same. But uh, I like what Andy's doing. I think you probably can tell as much as I can about the first year in coaching. <laughs> you learn a lot, and you learn <laughs> what works and what doesn't work, and and who 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 needs to be there, and maybe who doesn't need to be there, but. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this next season. I think they're gonna they're gonna surprise a bunch of people. Well, I I, I agree with you. I I tell you that something I was impressed with also is his practice organization. Yes, uh, his his assistant coaches hustled. I mean, there was not a second go by that they weren't coaching and correcting, move, yeah. and and they kept things moving really really well and. Yeah. And uh, then to talk with him afterwards and his mild-mannered, you know, way of talking and meeting somebody he didn't right. know right. Uh, was impressive, yeah. very impressive. Yeah, yeah. I had the privilege of speaking to the team during the season this last fall. Mm-hmm. And, and as it started out, why it wasn't too good. It was like, I don't know, two wins and four losses or something like that. And Andy called me and asked me to come and speak to the team. Well, of course, the big thing that that I conveyed was about commitment and how you've got to be, you know, totally in, you know, yeah. not not wishy washy or whatever. And and the funny thing is, after that, after I spoke to them, they won the next five games. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that uh, when the, the the loss came after five, why? You know, it's not about the people that speak; it's about the commitment level that folks are willing to put into it. I agree completely. And, yeah. you know, I'll say this, though. I I really think when when someone like yourself had an opportunity to talk to the team and, and the players looked at you, you know, as someone w- that they really respected, and I'm sure that made a tremendous impression on them because you backed up, yeah. you know, everything that they had been taught on the field. So I, I think all those things make a difference. You know, my – 
my first year here, we were five, five, and one. Mm-hmm. You know, and I actually followed a very, very successful coach. Oh, you yeah. know, and uh, uh, you know, we—that's just the problems that you get when you first mm-hmm. start. You're not going to be the same as the guy they've had. And when I can, when I started coaching, I I learned so much that year. Mm-hmm. I made a million adjustments. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> So are you talking about Tony Knapp? Is that yes, the coach? Yes, yeah, very much yeah, so. Tony yeah. was, was a great coach and certainly a hard guy to follow, for sure. Yes. Well, you know, the, the other guy was, was Lyle. Lyle Smith yeah. was really a special guy. And when we look back as coaches at Boise State and see what his record is and when he was at the junior college, mm-hmm. nine, 990-something nine, wins. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. unbelievable, unbelievable. Well, Jim, I know that you you believe in a well-rounded person too, besides a good football player, and and uh, you know, like in our when I was the coach here, we always had a dimension of a spiritual, you know, opportunity, chapel services, and things like that. And did did you have the same? How did that work? Very much so. We we always had someone that that. Uh, you know, would talk to the team and mm-hmm. and motivate them uh, and te- teach them about how important it was that they they you know respect and appreciate and follow God. Yeah. And we had them before the game, and we always so had them after games. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when I went to NFL Europe, mm-hmm. you know, I there was an ex football player over there who was a preacher Mm -hmm. and uh i talked to him and he became our uh pastor for the team yeah and he 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 traveled on a road um uh uh, motorcycle Uh and (laughs) if you can imagine now we're traveling from country to country Mm. and we we everything over there was bus right you know and uh we offered to let him ride with the team, but yeah. he he had other things that he wanted to or needed to do along the way. Yeah. So he rode that motorcycle all <laughs> over Europe, following that's our a, team. That's amazing! <laughs> wow, he must, yeah, he must have liked to ride. But uh, no, I just think it's so important to have a, a total package for players, you know, and not because one day they're not going to be a football player right. anymore, and you're going to need to know some other things and get involved in other things and and that's why again mentors are so important and having you know a spiritual mentor in the mix is 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 huge so yeah Yeah. well jim we're just about out of time here we've got a little about a minute to go um anything else that you'd like to share from your perspective and your experiences well the 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 one that i think made a big difference also on our football team was the leadership that Boise State had yeah. and and continues to have as far as I, I have been able to watch and right, see. Right. But we had great people, you know, that headed up the university. Mm-hmm. During my time, uh, Richard Bullington and John Kaiser oh, yeah. were the yeah. two that I worked very close yeah, with. Me, me too when I came. Yeah. And, and, you know, that made a difference to our players in terms of uh, the academics as well as football and having the top guy at the mm-hmm. at the university 
actually playing in our alumni game. <laughs> we, we still played or had an alumni game, and oh, man. Doc Bullington yeah. and John Kaiser would suit up, yeah. and all yeah. they did was kick and punt, but they were there with the players. Oh, yeah, so important. Well, two great leaders, and you know, we both had some strong mentors in, in our careers, and thankful for that, and also thankful for you coming in today, Jim. We really appreciate you sharing your story, and want to thank you so much for being a guest on Game Plan for Life. Well, thank you very much, Skip. I appreciate the opportunity. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Christian Brothers Automotive. Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino's, oh yes we did. Diamond Heating and Cooling. Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust. The Building Hope Project, a hand up, not a hand out. And Zero is Carpet Cleaning. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the game plan for life. Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory.